that my prayer be set forth in thy sight as the incense, the lifting up of my hands being an evening sacrifice. Let us humbly confess our sins unto Almighty God. Almighty and most merciful Father, we have erred and strayed from thy ways like lost sheep. We have followed too much the vices and desires of our own hearts. We have offended against thy holy laws. We have left undone those things which we ought to have done, and we have done those things which we ought not to have done, and there is no health in us. But thou, O Lord, have mercy upon us, miserable offenders. Spare thou those, O God, who confess their faults. Restore thou those who are penitent, according to thy promises declared unto mankind, in Christ Jesus our Lord. And grant, O most merciful Father, for his sake, that we may hereafter live a godly, righteous, and sober life, to the glory of thy holy name. Amen. The Almighty and merciful Lord grant you absolution and remission of all your sins, true repentance, amendment of life, and the grace and consolation of his Holy Spirit. Amen. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. O Lord, open thou our lips. And our mouth shall show forth thy praise. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Praise ye the Lord. The Lord's name be praised. Psalm 132 on page 508. Lord, remember David and all his trouble. How he swear unto the Lord, and vowed a vow unto the Almighty God of Jacob. I will not come within the tabernacle of mine house, nor climb up into my bed. I will not suffer mine eyes to sleep, nor mine eyelids to slumber, neither the temples of my head to take any rest. Until I found out a place for the temple of the Lord, and habitation for the mighty God of Jacob. Lo, we heard of the same at Ephratah, and found it in the wood. We will go into his tabernacle, and fall low on our knees before his footstool. Arise, O Lord, into thy resting place, thou and the ark of thy strength. Let thy priests be clothed with righteousness, and let thy saints sing with joyfulness. For thy servant David's sake, turn not away the face of thine anointed. The Lord hath made a faithful oath unto David, and he shall not shrink from it. Of the fruit of thy body shall I set upon thy throne. If thy children will keep my covenant and my testimonies that I shall teach them, their children also shall sit upon thy throne forevermore. For the Lord hath chosen Zion to be an habitation for himself. He hath longed for her. This shall be my rest forever. Here will I dwell, for I have delight therein. I will bless her victuals with increase, and will satisfy her poor with bread. I will deck her priests with health, and her saints shall rejoice and sing. There shall I make the horn of David to flourish. I have ordained a lantern for mine anointed. As for his enemies, I shall clothe them with shame, but upon himself shall his crown flourish. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here beginneth the third chapter of the book of Ecclesiastes. To everything there is a season, a time for every purpose under heaven, 
a time to be born and a time to die, a time to plant and a time to pluck what is planted, a time to kill and a time to heal, a time to break down and a time to build up, a time to weep and a time to laugh, a time to mourn and a time to dance, a time to cast away stones and a time to gather stones, a time to embrace and a time to refrain from embracing, a time to gain and a time to lose, a time to keep and a time to throw away, a time to tear and a time to sow, a time to keep silence and a time to speak, a time to love and a time to hate, a time of war and a time of peace. What profit has the worker from that in which he labors? I have seen the God-given task with which the sons of men are to be occupied. He has made everything beautiful in its time. Also, he has put eternity into their hearts, except that no one can find out the work that God does from beginning to end. I know that nothing is better for them than to rejoice and to do good in their lives, and also that every man should eat and drink and enjoy the good of all his labor. It is the gift of God. I know that whatever God does, it shall be forever. Nothing can be added to it, and nothing taken from it. God does it, that men which is has already been, and that which is to be has already been, and God requires an account of what is past. Moreover, I saw under the sun, in the place of judgment, wickedness was there, and in the place of righteousness, iniquity was there. I said in my heart, God shall judge the righteous and the wicked, for there is a time there for every purpose and for every work. I said in my heart, concerning the condition of the sons of men, God tests them, that they may see that they themselves are like animals. For what happens to the sons of men also happens to animals. One thing befalls them, as one dies, so dies the other. Surely they all have one breath. Man has no advantage over animals, for all is vanity. All go to one place. All are from the dust, and all return to dust. Who knows the spirit of the sons of men, which goes upward, and the spirit of the animal, which goes down to the earth? So I perceive that nothing is better than that a man should rejoice in his own works for that is his heritage. For who can bring him to see what will happen after him? Here endeth the first lesson. My soul doth magnify the Lord, and my spirit hath rejoiced in God my Savior. For he hath regarded the lowliness of his handmaiden. For behold, from henceforth all generations shall call me blessed. For he that is mighty hath magnified me, and holy is his name and his mercies on them that fear him throughout all generations. He has shown strength with his arm. He has scattered the proud, the imagination of their hearts. He has put down the mighty from their seat, and hath exalted the humble and meek. He has filled the hungry with good things, and the rich he has sent empty away. He remembering his mercy, a hope in his servant Israel, as he promised to our forefathers, Abraham and his seed forever. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here beginneth the twentieth chapter of the Gospel according to St. Matthew. 
For the kingdom of heaven is like a landowner who went out early in the morning to hire laborers for his vineyard. Now when he had agreed with the laborers for a denarius a day, he sent them into his vineyard. And he went out about the third hour and saw others standing idle in the marketplace and said to them, You also go into the vineyard, and whatever is right I will give you. So they went. Again he went out about the sixth and the ninth hour, and did likewise. And about the eleventh hour he went out and found others standing idle and said to them, Why have you been standing here idle all day? They said to him, Because no one hired us. He said to them, You also go into the vineyard, and whatever is right you will receive. So when evening had come, the owner of the vineyard said to his steward, Call the laborers and give them their wages, beginning with the last to the first. And when those who were hired about the eleventh hour, they, were re they each received a denarius. But when the first came, they supposed that they would receive more, and they likewise received each a denarius. And when they had received it, they complained against the landowner, saying, These last men have worked only one hour, and you made them equal to us who have borne the burden and the heat of the day. But he answered one of them and said, Friend, I am doing you no wrong. Did you not agree with me for a denarius? Take what is yours and go your way. I wish to give to this last man the same as to you. Is it not lawful for me to do what I wish with my own things? Or is your eye evil because I am good? So the last will be first, and the first last. For many are called, but few chosen. Here ended the second lesson. Lord, now lettest thou thy servant depart in peace, according to thy word. For mine eyes have seen thy salvation, which thou hast prepared before the face of all people, to be a light to lighten the Gentiles, and to be the glory of thy people Israel. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Ghost, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven, and sitteth on the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with thy spirit. Let us pray. O Lord, show thy mercy upon us. And grant us thy salvation. O Lord, save the state. And mercifully hear us when we call upon thee. And do thy ministers with righteousness. And make thy chosen people joyful. O Lord, save thy people. And bless thine inheritance. Give peace in our time, O Lord. For it is thou, Lord, only that makest us dwell in safety. O God, may clean our hearts within us. And take not thy Holy Spirit from us. O Almighty and most merciful God, of thy bountiful goodness keep us, we beseech thee, from all things that may hurt us that we, being ready both in body and soul, may cheerfully accomplish those things which thou commandest, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. O God, for whom all holy desires, all good counsels, and all just works do proceed, 
Give unto thy servants that peace which the world cannot give, that our hearts may be set to obey thy commandments, and also that by thee, we being defended from the fear of our enemies, may pass our time in rest and quietness, through the merits of Jesus Christ our Savior. Amen. Lighten our darkness, we beseech thee, O Lord, and by thy great mercy defend us from all perils and dangers of this night. Love of thy only Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Good evening, everyone. Just some quick thoughts about tonight's lessons. You know, we always have to be careful whenever we encounter one of Jesus' parables, especially when it's relating to the, the kingdom of God, in that using metaphorical language will never fully capture what heaven is really like. So these are, Jesus use, utilizes parables to bring out certain aspects. That's why he does he can't just say one parable explains everything about heaven and leave it at that just with one parable. He has to use multiple ones in different contexts. So when we, encounter tonight's parable so one of the 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 tragedies of humans is to expect that you do something to get something and so what jesus is bringing out the kingdom of heaven is not like that and he uses a parable that's about people doing labor for a certain price. And so our tendency is to think, if I do good things, then I get heaven. If I do this, this, and this, I'll get that, that, and that. And that's not what heaven is like. That is not our relationship with God. It is not a, a tit-for-tat situation. God doesn't sit there tallying up our good deeds and then decide what we get for that. He doesn't reward us that way. What this parable is bringing out is that he rewards us with everything. The ultimate reward we get for embracing God by being baptized into Christ. We get everything we could possibly want despite our own failings. And so what Jesus is talking about is this tendency to think that because certain people embrace the truth of God, who God is, that they're somehow in the club, they get these rewards, and they see other people coming into this thing, the, the ones that they have been brought up to, to see as, as sinners, the tax collectors and, and these types and see them being brought in, getting the same reward that they are getting, and being upset about it. Jesus is trying to turn their, their minds around on this idea that when we enter into Christ, we are given our reward at that point. And then what we get to do is to be in relationship with God. And that makes our labors fruitful and joyous so in the parable the story of these guys working in the fields they've already gotten their reward they've gotten this promise from god for uh, a reward or or payment in this in this case but the true joy again get is that they get to be in the field 
doing what they were meant to be doing with God himself. That's the true joy. The laborers who come later, they weren't spending time having fun and enjoying themselves. They were desperately looking for work. They were sitting there in the marketplace wondering how they were going to feed their families. And so by being brought into this thing, the people who are there first should rejoice that these guys get to enter into fellowship with them. And then they, their, their families don't starve. Their families have something to put on the table. That's the way, hopefully, we look at the kingdom of heaven, is that it is something we enter into now. Then we, our labors are fruitful. We are in fellowship, working with each other, living amongst each other, in communion with God, and having this joyous experience of this new life where our labors are no longer fruitless. They do something. They have meaning. They have purpose. And so that sort of, you know, tonight nicely ties into our Old Testament lesson where the author is bringing up all the vagaries of life. You know, there's good and bad. And all we have to do in it is to enjoy what we have. Everything changes. Everything is movement. And as the author brings out at the end, that man alone amongst the animals seems to have this conception of permanence, of something greater. And we know what that is. That is God. That is Jesus Christ. And that is what we're always drawn towards. And our mistake is trying to make this thing, seeking this permanence, this, this stability in the vagaries of the world. What we have to do in the world is to rejoice in our relationship with God and to, do, to live out that reality in the moment and manifest the kingdom of heaven in our lives. So just some thoughts about tonight's lessons. We'll continue with the intercession on the bottom of page 590. Accept, O Lord, our intercessions for all mankind. Let the lie thy gospel shine upon all nations. And may as many as have received it live as becomes it. Be gracious unto thy church. And grant that every member of the same in his vocation and ministry may serve thee faithfully. Bless all in authority over us. And so rule their hearts and strengthen their hands that they may punish wickedness and vice, and maintain thy true religion and virtue. Send down thy blessings temporal and spiritual upon all our relations, friends, and neighbors. Reward all who have done us good, and pardon all those who have done or wish us evil, and give them repentance and better minds. Be merciful to all who are in any trouble. And do thou, the God of pity, administer to them according to their several necessities. For his sake, who went about doing good, thy Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen.
The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and love of God, the fellowship of the Holy Ghost be with us all evermore. Amen. Thank you all for joining us in prayer tonight. Hope you have a lovely evening. Thanks, Father John. Have a great night, everybody. Yeah. Hello. Yeah.